The first foot should bring a selection of gifts for the household, which can include a silver coin, shortbread or a black bun, salt, coal and a drink, usually whiskey. Hello there and welcome to Fabulous Folklore, the podcast for all things folklore, occult and just a bit weird. I'm your host, Icy Sedgwick, blogger, fantasy author and your guide into these rather mysterious realms. I've got some rare things to show you, so come on in, take a look around, but be careful not to touch anything. These things sometimes bite. Well, hello there and welcome back to Fabulous Folklore with me, your host, Icy Sedgwick. I hope everybody had a marvellous Christmas, I ho- or Yule, whichever. I hope that you got anything that you really, really wanted and if you didn't, that you can exchange it. We are moving, obviously, now towards New Year. At the moment, we're in those really weird days in between Christmas and New Year where all the excitement of Christmas is over, but then you still haven't had New Year yet. And even then, I don't really like New Year. I sort of find it's a, a bit of a weird thing to celebrate where it's just literally the calendar changing from one one day to the next, essentially. And OK, yes, it is different this year because at least it's a new decade. So the 20s are back. So I'm hoping that this brings back Art Deco and Flappers. But the general sort of thing about New Year is obviously it's the idea of new beginnings. You can look at the two-faced Roman god Janus, where one face looked into the past and one looked into the future. And that's kind of where we are at this point in the year. We're sort of stuck between the two. Now, I'm not going to bother doing one of those year and review things because, quite frankly, I don't know how interesting they are to other people. The one thing, obviously, that I am really, really proud of this year and grateful for is this podcast. Obviously, I started it at the beginning of 2019. wasn't really sure how it was going to go. And it really has definitely been worth it for me. So I'm really glad that people seem to be enjoying it. I get quite a lot of comments on sort of Twitter and Facebook and Instagram about how much people are enjoying it. And if you are enjoying it, please do feel free to let me know. I'm on like everything is Icy Sedgwick. And it really does gladden my heart to know that people enjoy what it is that I'm doing. Because let's be honest, like when you find other people that enjoy the same thing as you, you just want to hold on to them because, you know, folklore is such a fabulous interest, hence the title. Anyway, as we're coming into the new year, I'm actually, this is based on a blog post that I did ages ago for the Folklore Thursday website, so it's on folklorethursday.com, and it's all about the custom of first footing. Now, we've done this in my family literally as long as I can remember, and I'm not going to lie, I was supposed to do the first foot for the year 2018 going into 2019, and it all went horribly wrong, we didn't do it according to the way you're supposed to do it, and this year hasn't exactly gone the way that I intended it to. I'm not going to go into the reasons why or what went wrong, but put it this way, this is not necessarily how I thought my year would have gone. Is that because I cocked up the first foot or is it just life? Who knows? There's literally no way of knowing. So here's my advice. If you do give it a call, just make sure you follow the rules properly. But let's find out what first footing is and how you do it. Now, a cursory Google search of first footing will throw up plenty of hits but if you ask a lot of people on the street they've never heard of the tradition. It is most common as a new year custom in Scotland and the north of England but it does have regional and even international variations. So what is it? It is absolute basic at the most common thing that you find across all of the different types of first footing. It relates to the first person to enter the house after midnight on January the 1st. So to truly be the first foot you can be an occupant of the house 
but you can't be in the house at the stroke of midnight. So in my family, what we tend to do, the first footer, which is nowadays me, goes out the back door at 11.55 and then I walk around the block to then come in the front after midnight. And it's always funny whenever I do go out and walk around the block, seeing how many other people have quite clearly been thrown out of that house just before midnight and are then standing waiting for midnight to then come back in again. It is rather amusing. Most of the folklore describes the first foot as being a tall, dark-haired man. And in some places, women or fair-haired men are considered deeply unlucky. Obviously, I have had good years after I've been the first foot, but then I've also had bad ones. The main reason why fair-haired men are considered unlucky is, generally speaking, if you had blonde strangers on your doorstep, that kind of meant Viking invaders. Now, my strawberry blonde brother used to do our first foot, and as I say, now I do, and it hasn't really made any difference to our look. The first foot doesn't enter the house empty-handed, and this bit is quite important because any first footers who do arrive empty-handed will bring bad luck with them. So the first foot should bring a selection of gifts for the household, which can include a silver coin, shortbread or a black bun, salt, coal and a drink, which is usually whiskey. And these represent prosperity, which is the silver coin, food, which is the shortbread or a black bun. We nearly always use shortbread. Flavour, which is the salt. Warmth for the house, which is the coal and the drink is good cheer. So the whiskey is then used to toast the new year. We've often used matches instead of coal and we've used Christmas cake as well instead of shortbread. And the, the, the items really do vary, but the intention remains the same. I mean, I actually bought a piece of coal from the Miners Institute in Newcastle-upon-Tyne and I now actually use the coal instead of matches to, to sort of signify warmth. And first footing does appear to be waning in popularity because I did mention that obviously it is quite funny when I go out to do the first footing and there'll be other people standing outside houses waiting to come back in. And often there's there's sometimes only one other person in my street continuing the practice. And the custom really can vary even within the space of a few miles. In an article on the tradition in the Sunderland Daily Echo and Shipping Gazette in 1953 noted that while a fair-haired man may be frowned upon as a first foot in Durham, he'd be accepted in Yorkshire. But even then, that fact itself is sort of subject to specific regional differences. And Kai Roberts points out that in East Yorkshire, the first footer should be dark-haired, but the North York Moors' first footers were fair-haired. Red-haired men were unlucky first footers in Skipton, but then they were considered lucky in Huddersfield and Bradford. So it really does vary depending on where you actually live. And the OUP blog notes that some people brought in greenery when they came in to do the first foot, to ensure that those in the house will have a long life, although I've never actually known anyone who personally did that. And in some parts of the country, the first foot at once carried a pan of dust or ashes outside with them when they went out to signify the end of the old year. And obviously, I mean, if you wanted to continue the symbolism of that particular act, you could always clean your house on New Year's Eve and then empty the vacuum cleaner just before midnight. In Household Tales and Traditional Remains from 1895, Sidney Aldall Addy noted that first footing is actually cited as a Christmas practice in North Derbyshire, and he points out that the first footer should bring in a piece of coal and a broom or shovel, although he doesn't really state what the meaning of the broom is unless it's intended to sweep away the old year, and the rest of the custom remains the same. Obviously, if you listen to the episode on broomsticks, you'll know what brooms can actually be used for other than getting from A to B. A snippet in the Worcestershire Chronicle in 1887 noted that many friends would actually first fuck each other and they would then bring gifts of cake and fruit. And this is probably so that the custom meant that the visits would be welcome. And it goes on to explain that it is by no means a fortunate thing 
to first foot yourself. And in some cases, the head of the household would actually be forced to wait outside his own home until a first foot had actually arrived. So obviously you wouldn't be allowed in until somebody else was the first person to come round. And in Ireland, apparently, the first foot had to be a visitor to the house, so you couldn't do your own house. And dark-haired men were greeted with food and drink as long as they weren't empty-handed because their arrival brought good luck. But even if a red-haired woman arrived with all of the traditional gifts, she brought only bad luck. So obviously in that case, the custom was very specific that you couldn't turn up empty-handed and you couldn't be a red-haired woman, even if you brought all the stuff. Now, I once actually discussed first footing with a former partner's Irish grandmother, and she actually told me that they had a local custom which involved a great bonfire on the village green. And here, the first foot would extinguish the fire in the main family room, and then they would leave the house just before midnight. And then they would come in after the clock had struck 12 with a flaming branch from the bonfire, and then they would relight the hearth using that particular light. And that's got such a lovely community feel to it. It does have echoes of the Yule log to it as well, but I, I quite like the fact that it's all about sort of bringing warmth and so on into the house. And quite frankly, I mean, there's there's loads and loads of, of variations that I see online for like New Year customs. You know, and people are always sort of talking about doing things to try and draw abundance to your house or, you know, trying to bring things into your life. And quite frankly, a lot of the first foot and customs all rely on the same thing. It's the idea of leaving your house and then bringing stuff back in again. I do think that the idea of it being a visitor to the house probably carries a little bit more weight because of the fact that you then have somebody who doesn't already live there bringing the stuff in. So it's new stuff to your household, whereas like if I go out the back door and I'm taking stuff that we already own, it's not really bringing new stuff back in. It's symbolic, yes, but it's not actually bringing new things into the house, whereas if it was a visitor or something like that, then obviously it would carry more weight, if you know what I mean. I mean, I've I've been the first foot for other people before if I've been at their house for, for New Year and they always look at me a little bit strange when I'm like, I've just got to pop outside just before midnight, but I'm sorting out the rest of your year for you. It's always quite funny. Anyway, according to Jay Hasty, first footing in Edinburgh actually had a very different purpose. So the actual act was the same, where obviously again, someone would go out and then come back in again. But young maidens who were courting would then invite their sweethearts to be their first foot. And this was basically a hint at a marriage proposal. And if the hint was actually taken, the wedding would often take place the following New Year's Day. Scotland seems to vary in its pursuit of the tradition. And the Hartlepool Northern Daily Mail actually exclaims that in Dundee, the first foot must bring in a red herring tied with ribbon, which does seem awfully specific. As I said at the beginning, the tradition is most common in Scotland and Northern England, although Greece actually has a similar tradition. And their first foot, or Potherico, I've probably pronounced that wrong, I do apologise, is the first person to enter the house on New Year's Eve and they bring with them either good or bad luck. So as you can imagine, people actually choose who is going to be their Potherico. And the custom of Zongdat, or first footing, is also carried out in Vietnam. And according to Thanglong Hanoi, the first person to enter the house will actually dictate the family's fortune in the coming year. The visitor actually hands out lucky money, but they only stay for a few minutes. And the belief varies according to region, tailored to fit individual families in much the same way that first footing varies across the UK. And the only constant here is the belief that the person who can bring luck should be selected as a first foot. 
But basically, despite its variations, as I say, it all remains the same at heart. So you've basically got to go out before midnight, come back in after midnight. So you're the first person to enter the house that year. And then you're bringing good luck, warmth, good cheer and prosperity with you across the threshold. And they're all represented by the gifts that you bring. And to be honest with you, it's unlikely that a simple custom such as first footing could ensure the luck and prosperity of the household for a whole year. But would you really want to be the one to put that to the test? We did have an instant, oh God, this was years ago now, where my dad went out the back to go, I think he went, went to go and check on the car or something, and then he came back in the back, when really he should have gone all the way around the house and then come in the front. And obviously, if you live in a flat, you've got no choice. You've, if you've only got like one door, obviously go out that and then come back in. I mean, I used to do that in London. But if you do have two doors, then use them. So basically, if you are going to try first foot and just make sure that you follow the rules. So go out, go out of one door, come in another. I don't know why we use the front and the back. I don't think it really makes a difference which way around it is. But, you know, go out one door, come in the other. Make sure you go out before midnight and come back in after midnight. And just make sure you've got something that represents sort of warmth, good cheer, good luck and prosperity for you. Your symbolism will be very different from ours. And then you toast each other, Happy New Year. And then you go about your business and do whatever it was that you were going to do anyway. If I'm at home, my mom pauses the fireworks because we like watching those um, on the Thames, which I have seen live and it is just 20 minutes of explosions essentially. But she'll pause them so I can then see them after we've come in and done the first one. So whatever it is that you choose to do, if you do decide to give it a go, if you message me on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, my links are all below, and let me know what it was that you did, and we'll see. We'll, we'll basically see how your year pans out, and uh, and then we can always revisit this next year and see how many people did a first foot and then had a really good year. It's it'll be quite interesting, I think. But anyway, I hope that you have a marvelous New Year celebration, whatever it is that you choose to do. And I will see you in 2020 with episode 52, which means that there'll literally have been a year of fabulous folklore. And we're going to look at 12th night customs to get your new year off to a good start. And then we're going to get back into looking at new folklore about creatures of the night. So have a lovely new year and I will see you soon. Cheerio. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, feel free to subscribe using whichever podcast app it is that you prefer. If you do use iTunes, if you could leave me a review, that would be fab. Basically, it just means iTunes are more likely to recommend this to other people. And if you're interested in more folklore, please feel free to swing by my blog, which is www.icsedgwick.com. And that's Sedgwick spelled S-E-D-G-W-I-C-K. And you can find all of the links, images and other bits and pieces that hopefully you enjoy. So have an absolutely fab week ahead and I'll see you soon. Cheerio!